Hey guys, uh, welcome back and thanks for chiming in for this new post. Um, in the past I've been discussing uh, the importance of legitimacy uh, for institutions uh, current insti and the current legitimacy crisis that institutions and society are going through and why crypto could make a great candidate uh, as, as foundations for new institutions. Uh, why it, it made sense um, because crypto presents many values which are really cohesive with like uh, what people want and expect uh, of institutions in, in 2020 uh, and in this post I'm getting more a bit more specific about one crypto institution which is the DAO um, which is a way to structure online communities and I'm trying to uh, guess the trajectory that DAOs will take as a new form of organizing by drawing a parallel with uh, corporations and financier uh, who adopted the model in the late 1800s. Uh, so uh, let's dive into the post and I hope you enjoy it. Um, when Anderson called the tech industry to arms in the midst of the COVID crisis, uh, people responded. Um, and why have people even considered his words? Uh, not because he's a great essay writer, um, rather because in the tech community, Mark Andreessen is regarded as a very smart, hardworking and talented technologist, um, which checks all the boxes that make one a legitimate tech leader, right? And so he, he meets expecta expectations and, 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 and becomes legitimate doing so. And if you follow my newsletter, I've been digging a bit into the notion of legitimacy and its importance for crypto adoption, uh, drawing a parallel in my last post between the legitimacy crisis happening in current institutions uh, like corporations, fiat money, the banking system, uh, the media. Um, and on the other hand, rising crypto institutions, uh, crypto networks and DAOs, um, Bitcoin, decentralized finance on top of Ethereum, uh, and even like yeah, we're seeing more and more information curation systems that could, uh, uh, you know, be candidate for new types of media. And so the, the, the thesis really uh, goes the, the following way. Um, Accruing legitimacy is necessary for a social object, a person, organization, or product to be uh, become widely adopted in society, widely accepted. Um, and legitimacy is accrued by consistently meeting, meeting expectations and values um, uh, from the standpoint, uh, the point of view of, of group of given group of people. And and so traditional institutions have a bad value era fit at the moment. They fail to meet key modern principles because they were kind of like designed uh, at another time in history. Um, uh, on, the other, on the other hand, like crypto uh, bears many contemporary values. I've, I've been discussing them at length. Uh, I don't know, like control, transparency, tracking things, um, uh, base, ba being based on the software logic, being online and all these things. And so this puts the technology forward as a great foundation for new institutions. I've said it in the in the introduction. Um, 
But now let's dive into you know uh, corporations. So online communities um, against corporations. Um, the questions I'm going to try to answer are the following: How did the corporation come to exist? Uh, what it what what made what made it valuable and legitimate for the past two centuries? And who adopted it first? Like who pushed for for this adoption? And how can we apply the same logic to online communities and DAOs as a new form of organizing? I think doing this uh, helped me understand what future DAO adopters may, may look like. I will share that later in the, the article. Um, it also helps, um, I think, step back from preconceived assumptions that we have about organizations, you know, startups and companies and how they should work and where the value is and how they should generate revenue and all these things. And that can really help us think like the, the future of organizations just to by detaching us and, and taking some some distance uh, with our daily life. Um, so let's see what what corporations in, in the in industrial age uh, were about and how they came to uh, take over the world. So the corporation model of organizing first appeared with the East India Company in the 1700s and was widely adopted much later on. At the end of the 1800s, it went through uh, adoption waves following to th uh, what social scientists call a social legitimation process. And so let, let me describe the different phases uh, the, the corporation went through uh, before it was like widely adopted and became um, the whole of the economy, basically. So first, innovation. Uh, at the end of the 1800s, building banks and railroads was too expensive for governments and too risky for entrepreneurs apart. So what happened is that um, the corporation emerged as a way for local governments and entrepreneurs to team up on these large projects thanks to corporate charters, elected officers um, and board of directors which aligned like respective interests. And so this, this enabled a new type of collaboration. Um, then comes the local validation phase uh, where politicians um, with the depression of the 1990s caused by the um, railway railroad bubble popping um, kind of felt uncomfortable uh, holding ownership and shares uh, in a company uh, with all the conflicts of interest that this, this would uh, come with. And so basically the model became way more, way more appealing to the private sector uh, which used it to accrue profits uh, while being shielded by um, the limited liability provided by the corporation legal um, uh, structure. And so more and more you would see like entrepreneurs are using corporations to structure their business but this was like still like in a pretty early phase. But um, as the economy recovered um, uh, from the bubble popping, we entered diffusion phase where financiers on Wall Street were, who were already like a key source of funding for companies in, in the United States. Um, they, they started to encourage and push their companies and their new investments to adopt the corporation model because they, they really were, uh, they really liked the flexibility that, you know, holding shares, being 
being protected by limited liability uh, <coughs> and all these things um, enabled and and so um, eventually like you had the general validation phase where the corporation became a standard like more and more big companies big industrial companies adopted it um, Ford Motor Motor was founded in, in 1903 and it soon became the largest company in the world. So it made the case and the corporation was kind of like both for financier and entrepreneurs to, to go to uh, as they increasingly started to, to work together as well. So the key takeaways is uh, the first one is time. The first corporation, the East India Company, existed long before general validation. So that's one thing to remember. The second one is, is power users. Um, the modern corporation went from a public-private partnership to um, it changed hands to being used mostly by financier uh, and with an, uh, in tandem with entrepreneurs. And, and so financier made a, a group of powerful adopters who elected it as their most legitimate wealth vehicle uh, in, in that case, but uh, the most legitimate form of organizing is the important thing to remember. So you had to have these power users uh, who would adopt and be in position of power to kind of spread the model through society. And the last thing was like conjuncture. So the economic depression of the 1890s was an important event which kind of like, you know, reshuffled cards and enabled like create, creating these new spaces where actually like financier could or entrepreneurs could uh, promote a corporation as a new um, great institution on which like the society, American society could be built on and really like really to cover the world in the 20th century. So I think that's, that's a pretty uh, nice way to frame it. Um, and so stepping back, um, if we're talking about, you know, um, financier for a corporation, can we talk about informationists or datists for DAOs or um, online communities? Um, the corporation became the legitimate form of organizing for financier because it matched their values, uh, accruing wealth and capital while, while mitigating risks. Um, And, and since since then, uh, since the industrial revolution happened, um, economic value and finance has become the thing. Like um, the corporate world has become so pervasive uh, that it anchored our understanding of value mostly around economic value, uh, all their values looking somewhat anecdotic in comparison. Um, but value is a very contextual concept. And so if money has been a thing in I mean, the thing in the past centuries, uh, two, one, one or two centuries, uh, there were also times where the devo devotion of peasants and knights were more important to lords than their purchasing power. That's what held society together. And so overall, what's valuable, uh, you know, what's, what's a value uh, is what makes a social group prosper at any given point in time. So that's why like values in your family or in your community are different from like uh, I don't know values you use to uh, to um, to act in, in society um, and so if we go deep enough um, and, and go into the etymology of things uh, value is merely a degree of importance granted to something 
So putting this back in our context, um, when things I th I think that things like devotion and honor um, <clears throat> will certainly remain in the background. Economic value and capital ha capital have been losing steam as well as you know the dominant values over time, and this is very obvious when you look at the path or the trajectory that corporations have made since the industrial revolution. So if we're starting with you know automobile energy ma manufacturing um much later on going with uh, telecommunications with the you know it's the begin basically the beginning of the information revolution um the media going online social media and, and all these things um the big tech companies facebook amazon apple netflix google all these things and f so this follow like treasure trajectory where like organizations were more driven by capital to organizations more driven by information that's something that we can um, read like in many different places like the sovereign individual like in word after capital from Albert Wenger and all these things and now we're to a point with Ethereum, Bitcoin um, and DAOs where um, it's almost like the organization and the organization of work is almost on the organization based, uh, information based. And it's all about, you know, structuring information in a way that is um, actionable from a group of, of contributors and users, and that's it. And so, um, my next and last section. Um, uh, tries to kind of like you know cover or at least um, delineate the, the following question what values uh, are DAOs designed from and and most importantly who are uh, their equivalent to financier uh, the people who are what, what is the group of people who are going to adopt DAOs and push them as you know the new form of organizing for the information age um, and so, <clears throat> to, to so I call these people informationists, um, or maybe we could say like datists, datists like um, Harari has said in in *Sapiens*. Um, but um, really, like to picture informationists, um, they swim in information daily. Uh, they administrate. Um, and sustain forums, blogs, subreddits, fan clubs, online open source projects, and event Facebook, even Facebook groups, or orchestrating like events or social movements. Um, their their job is to create well structured information systems on which information hubs can develop and around which work can be or activity can be organized in some way. And so these guys like informationists are really the ones for which online communities and DAOs make the most sense. And they hold all the values that you know match DAOs and, and vice versa. And so what informationists are looking for um, is to grow their hub or network and get people to engage as much as possible. Uh, then from the feedback they, they receive, they can tune this, their system more and more um, and grow it further. And so this, this logic, uh, this feedback loop based on data um, it, it really matches the logic of major tech, pro tech products um, but it goes beyond that point as it encompasses now like the organization of work itself and hold the, the whole social 
layer on, that is on top of it instead of like uh, most tech companies who actually organize in a traditional corporate way uh, with a CEO and orders flowing from the top and all these things like now the, the, the logic is more like network based if, if you read the article I've, I've drawn a table comparing different how you know different uh, values differ from between online core, uh, communities or DAOs and corporations and how um, you know they differ on the the raw material they need as an input um, information against capital for corporation um, uh, their, their end goal which is engagement for DAOs like contributors to engage and contribute um, and corporation is more about you know getting people to consume and stuff I invite you to just have a look at the table it's it's fun uh, I hope it is um, and so if I had to make a bet on the best users for DAOs and all the web3 tools that are being built I would pick this category of people um, informationists um, as it seems that the flexibility and control and interoperability of crypto tools uh, really enter their information world and, and allow enable new use cases, uh, new ways to structure their organizations, communities, and to value them. Um, and, and that's really um, a new add to their role as organizers and administrators of these uh, information hubs. And so the trend uh, behind, you know, distributed online or distributed online organizing started with uh, marginal forums uh, as early as the you know 1990s, even maybe the, the end of like the even the 1980s, um, and it it has now you know transformed uh, more largely into giant digital fan clubs like the BTS Army. Uh, headless activist movements um, like Extension Rebellion or crypto communities like MetaCartel that we have in the Ethereum community and, and this will likely I mean the way of organizing like in a more distributed 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 and and, and online um, will likely keep spreading as our lifestyles become more and more tied to the digital world so uh, that's for the match of DAOs with, um, you know, contemporary values. Uh, in my next post, I, I will go beyond values and dive into some of the concrete tools which are now at the disposal of the um, infor informationists of, of the world. Um, and, and most of them, not all of them, most of them come from crypto. Um, and some of them enable the governance of online communities, uh, like uh, with Aragon. Um, some others, like DeFi projects, enable resource management. Uh, others enable coordination, co-creation of art and, and, and goods, information creation, lots of really cool things. Uh, so I'm really excited about all this um, and empowering the informationists of this work. So hope you liked this this post. Um, keep keep posted for what's coming, um, and see you very soon. Bye.